Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolebova, and today we have the beautiful Kat Harris with us. And I'm so excited to be diving deep into relationships and into faith and spirituality with her. But before we go there, Kat, if you're open to that, I want to take you somewhere. Let's do it. <laughs> Beautiful. So how I love starting all of my podcasts is very short, beautiful visual guided meditation. So Great. what I would love for you is to gently close your eyes and taking a deep breath in and out. And as you're relaxing into this present moment, letting go of everything that happened up until this moment today, Letting go of everything that will be happening after our interview and really being fully present, letting your body to relax, letting your mind wander. And as you're taking deep breaths in, I want you to visualize a beautiful Sunday morning on a beach in Italy. And as you're walking by, you can hear the pine trees. You can smell the fresh breeze of the ocean. Then you're walking by a close market with the fresh fruits and vegetables. And it's early, early morning. So people are just starting to gather and wake up to this beautiful day. And as you're walking by and looking at fresh flowers and fruits, there's a little baby girl running around and playing with the flowers, putting them in her hair. And she comes to you and gives you one of the small blooming flowers and she smiles at you. And she says, who are you? What is the one thing you want her to know, Kat? Not what do you do, but who you really are. You want me to answer that? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm. Just, I would say that I am here. Mm. It's beautiful. Like being present. It's so beautiful. Kat, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's beautiful because I feel that so often 
we are thinking on where we want to be, right? It's the next step. It's the next promotion. It's the next thing Mm. versus being fully here in and now. So I wonder what helps you to feel this grounded and present in your life? Because for those who are listening to us, they will hear it soon. But for those who are watching us on YouTube, they can see your presence and how calm and radiant you really are. What helps you to get into this here and now? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually just coming off a two-week little hiatus that no one on the internet knew about or knows about yet until this moment. But I really do prioritize a rhythm of rest in my life. And I just came off a really busy season with my book launch. And so I took two weeks off and deleted all social media off my phone and email and turned off my phone for two weeks and was really able to be present. Wow. And I do that. Um, and I didn't post on Instagram when I'm on my vacation. I didn't um, answer emails. Like I'm not carrying cancer here, <laughs> you know? Um, and even if I was, guess what? Everyone needs a break. So I think just really creating space in my life to really unplug and be present. I think technology is a gift and it also can be an addiction and just to create rhythms of detaching or detoxing from technology business can being connected to strangers on the internet and just being, being present. So, um, yeah, Whenever I do that, it's always so life-giving mm-hmm. and always is like such a beautiful reminder that resting is such an important part of the story. Mm-hmm. My business won't collapse if I don't post on Instagram every day. My, my relationships won't collapse if I, if I don't respond to that text in 30 seconds. My business also won't collapse if I prioritize self-care and mental health and take a real vacation and not respond to that email. So I think those are some ways I really try to intentionally stay present is creating, creating rhythms of rest in my daily, weekly, and yearly life. That it's so important. And I really honor you for that because it really seems like this rush, we have to keep going and going and going, right? So I love that you are really prioritizing that. Every Saturday we do with my fiance digital detox. So there is no technology, no phone, no nothing. And this weekend, we had a VIP weekend with our doctor, you know, um, naturopath, because after the summer, we want to, you know, conceive our first baby. So we were just doing inner work and some energy work and body work. And for the whole weekend, my phone was on airplane mode and I could feel in me these emotional waves like, oh my gosh, what if my clients need me? What if, you know, something happens. And on the other hand, it was like, oh my gosh, this feels so freeing. This feels Mm -hmm. so good. And I felt so much more peaceful. Mm 
So I really honor you for creating that space for yourself. And I know that you just launched your book, like you said, um, Sexless in the City, which I Mm -hmm. absolutely love. Do you want to share with us a little bit more about that? Sure. Absolutely. Well, first, I think it's so cool that you and your fiance do a weekly digital detox. I think that's powerful. And also it's just, it's a reminder too, of like, I'm not God. (laughs) Like it's like, you can say no to things and like other people are going to be okay. Mm. Like it's not your job. It's not my job to be endlessly available. Mm. Um, but that, that lacks trust. Right. And so much of like the invitation into spirituality is trust and surrender. Right. Oh of gosh. man, surrendering. Okay. Like I get to be a co-creator and collaborator with God and I get to surrender and trust that like everyone's breakthrough. I can't fix anyone. It's not my job to fix, save, or convince anyone. Um, so that is a beautiful thing that you guys practice for sure. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel that, you know, family really comes first because if not who we are doing this business for, right? Mm-hmm. If we are focusing on strangers on the internet, like you said, no matter how dear they can be and how close, you know, friends or clients they can mm-hmm. become, still you get to take care of you first and yeah. take care of your family. Mm-hmm. And I really love that you brought in the trust and surrender because that was my theme for this weekend, because we were both feeling like I'm lacking control, right? So what helps you to stay in the surrender and what does surrender mean to you? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, I definitely struggle with trust and surrender 1000%. Honestly, I think the pandemic starting last year, I remember the first week in March when quarantine started for me, I felt the instant invitation was to trust and surrender. Nothing was in my control anymore. And I'm a very like a achiever oriented person. I was an athlete my whole life. I was an athlete in college. I, I I'm performance driven, productivity driven. I know how to make results in my life. I, I put myself out there. I do my to-do list. And so I think it's a huge thing that I'm passionate about because it's probably one of my biggest areas of growth that there's constantly an invitation for me. So gosh, how do I trust and surrender? I mean, one of those is take one of those is doing digital detoxes. Mm. Another one of those is trusting that when I create space for myself to be healthy, that it's actually like, I'm creating a win-win for everyone. Mm. So I'm trusting that. All right. Actually the best thing that I can do for my business, the best thing I can do for my love life, the best thing I can do for my relationships is to get a good night's sleep, to meditate and pray in the morning, to move my body, to eat, healthy meals throughout the day to enjoy beautiful conversations over wine with friends, like to really prioritize, like I really can't love other people if I'm not first loving myself. And so 
anything we say yes to, right. We're also saying no to so many things. So I made a commitment to myself. It's been gosh, five or six years ago. Now I've been an entrepreneur for almost 15 years, but I was pulling 80, 90, hundred hour work weeks for years and years. And then really like my adrenals crashed about five years ago. And so I decided I'm not going to ever work more than 40 hours a week. Mm. And that means that me saying yes to that is saying no to so much Mm. and trusting and surrendering that if, when I have healthy boundaries, like God will only bless that. Like God doesn't bless one thing and, and shortchange you for the other thing. Um, so I think it's that it's trusting and surrendering to that process. Um, and then I also feel like it's so much of my work comes daily through journaling. Mm-hmm. I, uh, was dating someone recently and this person was incredible. And I also knew that the timing was really off and that felt really clear, but this person is amazing. It's like, they have like eight out of the 10 things, but it's just like, Oh, just these few things. Like maybe they need a little bit more time on and trusting and surrendering was trusting was walking away and saying, actually, you know what? Like I know in my body, like now is not our time and that something isn't better than nothing. And that I'm not going to compromise and settle out of unworthiness or fear that this is my only chance at love Mm -hmm. and trusting and surrendering to the process that if we're supposed to be together, that that's going to happen. I don't need to meddle. I don't need to DM. I don't need to watch the stories. I don't need to text just to check in. I can trust the, like it's trusting the process because in, in the moment of clarity, whatever the thing is, whether it's in a love relationship or anything else, it's like easy. You're like, Oh, I totally see like, this is the right thing. Well, a month, two months go by. Well, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Was it really that bad? Was it that much of a compromise? Like maybe we can just be friends. Like maybe, you know, and then we lose the clarity and, and we, we want to take control or I want to take control. So for me, it's constantly in, in the process of love in this recent situation is, trusting, trusting that I don't need to meddle to get love, trusting that I don't need to compromise my non-negotiables to be worthy of love. Mm. That's so beautiful and so powerful. And what I'm hearing is that you are not going to settle on something just because it's kind of good, right? It's it's like this inner knowingness that you know what feels right to you. And if it falls off, don't settle on that. And so often I see it been there, done that, right? Like yeah. we are like, well, it's not that bad, right? Like it's, we are feeling that something it's better than nothing. And it's so not true. Yeah. It's not because like you said, when we say yes to something, we are saying no to something else. And sometimes we get to let go the good for something greater to come, whether it comes through the same person with the time or someone else. Mm-hmm. But how did you stand in your power, Kat? I'm wondering, like, how did you know what are your non-negotiables? So then you can yeah. decide. Yeah. I mean, I think knowing my non-negotiables, that's been like a journey for a really long time. I think part of knowing my non-negotiables is 
boundaries 101 as we teach people how to treat us. And sometimes we need to know like, oh, I don't want to be treated that way before we know that it's a non-negotiable. So for me, non-negotiables are, are primarily character-based. Mm. You know, does I want a man of God, a man of integrity, a man who is committed to growth, a person that is, has growth mindset, humility, obviously, yeah, sexual attraction is important. And do we um, want the same things? But the biggest part of me navigating my non-negotiables and being able to discern in my body, is this a good fit? It was first getting really clear on the type of relationship I wanted. And then once I knew what is it that I really want, like really, even like you were doing the meditation, really imagining what is this life? What is this partnership? Like, where do I imagine us living? Like, what do I imagine um, our relationship feeling like? Are there kids involved? Like, what are our dynamics like? And really putting pen to paper and Mm -hmm. visualizing that because we can't really know how to walk out the present if we don't know where we're headed. So really knowing, gosh, like I really, really, what I am looking for is um, a marriage to a man of God, man of integrity, humble, humble leader. I I want that. And I'm ready to have kids. Like those are the things that I want. And so that helps me walk out today with clarity. And I think for a long time, I would have said with my mouth, yeah, I'm looking for like something long-term. I'm looking for those same things, but my actions and who I was drawing in was out of alignment with that future vision. So once we know the future vision, once I knew this is what I'm really looking for, then I got to ask myself is how I'm showing up in alignment with what I really want. Hmm. That's beautiful. So what I'm hearing, it's, is who am I being right now really aligned with what I'm wanting, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can say one thing and then act opposite. And it's like, yeah, but if you would want something like this, you wouldn't act this way. So Mm -hmm. checking in with yourself, it's so important. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating. I came to the point in my life that I said I would rather be alone than be in a bad relationship. And Mm -hmm. that was like lesson hardly learned, right? Throughout almost four decades. And that was the moment when my fiance came into my life Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I really didn't need it anyone. I was good. I wanted, I wanted to get married. I wanted to have a kid. I wanted to have a fun and have a partnership that feels really good but I didn't need it. And that's yeah. the moment. And and I feel like what really happened was the surrender for me. Yeah, I really yeah. surrendered to, to believe in something bigger and that my path, it's, it's really there for me yeah. instead of trying to control. So yeah. Kat, how do you let go of control? Let's talk about that a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do I let go of control? Um, I feel like there's like physical things that I do. I think the physical manifests the spiritual and manifests like what's going on below the surface. So mm-hmm. letting go of control. I do a lot of heart openers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do a lot of heart openers. I feel really passionate or that's not even the right word. Maybe it's committed to mm-hmm. putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm because that's when the growth happens. Um, I feel like letting go of control is like, 
I'm going to do this workout class that I have no idea how to do. And I'm just going to show up and I'm just going to go all in Mm. and let go of ego. I feel like letting go of control for me in this season um, of just so much uncertainty the last year and a half is like, I think what it's looked like for me is being committed to like doing the self-work, being committed to like looking at how I'm showing up and also being like, I don't know how else to say it, but like, if I'm single, since we're, let's just talk about if I'm single, because that's what God has for me, then like, thank God I have this beautiful life. That's purpose-filled. If I'm in my own way, I can do something about that. So I can take responsibility for how I'm showing up. So I think there's this like tension of like the both and of like taking responsibility for how I'm showing up and surrendering. So being really clear about the type of relationship that I want and then like holding it loosely. Like, yes, these are my non-negotiables. Yes, this is what I'm looking for. And I want to be open to the possibility that love might look differently for myself than I imagine. Yeah. So have that clear vision and then hold it with an open posture. Mm, that's so beautiful. Because yeah, I don't know if I have like a totally practical way of explaining that, but it's just like, I, I think it's like- being super clear and then like holding it loosely. That's, that's what I feel like I did. I knew how I wanted to feel in relationship, Mm -hmm. but then I let it open how it will look like. Mm -hmm. And it's even better, you know, Mm -hmm. than I imagined. So it's, it's beautiful because that's, it's like, I want this or something even better. I love that. And I know you mentioned cut some of your like daily practices, you know, like journaling and moving your body. What else keeps you like, in the flow, like really feeling good. What are your daily practices? Yeah. So it's my daily practices are very unsexy, (laughs) but I call it just like going back to the basics. Oh yeah. If my, if these basics are being prioritized, then I know everything else will be, will flow from that. Mm -hmm. And so I joke, like it starts with, am I getting enough sleep? Yeah. So for me, and I know when, when we have some mothers, especially to young children or toddlers, you're not able to get as much sleep. I understand that. But for me, it's like baseline seven hours of sleep at night. And then I wake up in the morning, my first hour in the morning and my last hour at night, no screen time. Hmm. I I'm not always great at that. But that's sort of like a litmus test. Like if I get out of my bed and the first thing I do is check my email, I can know I'm not doing, I'm not doing well. You know, if I am on my phone scrolling until the last minute before I go to bed, like it's kind of a litmus test. Is there something I'm not wanting to look at? Like, am I numbing out on something? So just starting and ending my day screen-free. And then I, the very first thing before anything, that first hour of, of waking up is, me on my couch with, I drink decaf coffee because I found caffeine doesn't really serve me. Um, so I'll have like a half a cup of decaf coffee and I'll just journal about anything and everything. And then I have like a meditation devotion that I'll do in the morning. Um, and then I'll go about my day, a huge thing, a huge like ritual things again, that sound like unsexy, but just set me up for success throughout my day is making sure that I have 
three meals and protein and snacks with me. Cause I can, um, I can struggle with like blood sugar stuff. And so it's just asking the question, how can I set myself up for set set for success as I move through my day? So basically back to the basics, making sure I'm sleeping well, that I'm eating well, that I have snacks with me if I'm on a job and I need you know, get into a place where it's like, Oh, like my, I feel like my blood sugar crashing. I need some protein. Let me pop some almonds in my mouth or something. And then for me, it's super important to close out the work day. So I typically don't, I rarely work past five or 6 PM. And then I just, I really shut off. I'm not checking emails well into the night. Um, I, yeah, I just really try to pri- or like really have healthy boundaries like with work. Mm-hmm. I never take my computer into my bedroom. Um, I don't even sleep with my phone in my bedroom. Yeah. I have a little like $5 alarm clock yeah. from Target in my um in my bedroom. So I really just try to protect my bedroom as being like a place of sanctuary, mm-hmm. have books in my bedroom, candles, um, but nothing really work related. So that, that really is a place where like my nervous system and body and spirit can really rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do one day a week where it's no work, no social media, no emails. Um, yeah. And then I would also say like, I really try to prioritize like working out to me is just as important as this podcast interview. <laughs> like the podcast interview doesn't get to happen if I'm not moving my body. Like I'm a kid, I'm like a kid that needs recess every day. And I think we all are like, so prioritizing like my like physical health is super important too. It just, that's where you know, you de-stress, you get those endorphins and, um, yeah. So I think it sounds, it's a lot of like really back to the basics. It's Mm -hmm. not like, Oh, I do this $5,000 cleanse every quarter. You know, I do do celery juice and apple cider vinegar every morning before I eat. Yeah. We Um, do 32 ounces every morning with my fiance. So everyday juicing. (laughs) Got it girl. I actually just, um, my new juicer just delivered today, which I'm very excited about. So I think like we could think that self-care and creating space for flow can feel very expensive, but it's really starting with how can I love myself? Well, Mm. is my gas, is my literal gas tank in my car on E at night? Well, then what if I filled my car up for gas at night, as opposed to when I was running late out of the door in the morning, like what are little ways that we can love ourselves? Well, I think it starts with the details. I love it so much. And, you know, like I love the basics. I do the basics and that's what really works, right? Because you cannot get to the next level of a self-care or life or business or relationship if you're not taking care of the basics, because that's the foundation and the foundation, it's the most important thing. So I love that you're honoring and really working on those basics every single day, Kat. I super appreciate your time today. It was such a pleasure. And for those who wanted to connect with you, I know I'm connected with you on your Instagram and on your Instagram podcast, Mm -hmm. but is there any other place that you love connecting with others? Yeah. So I have a new book that just came out, Sexless in the City, uh, Sometimes Sassy, Sometimes Painful, Always Honest Look at Dating, Desire, and Sex. And you can find out more information about that at sexlessinthecitybook.com or 
buy it on Amazon, Audible, Barnes and Noble, wherever you buy your books. And yeah, I would just say, if you want to chat, come hang out with me at the refined woman on Instagram, slide into my DMS. Let's be friends. Let's talk all those things. I love it so much. (laughs) And we didn't even get into your book, but Amazon makes it safe and easy. So we can check it out there. And again, thank you so much for your work, Kat. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) 